Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. You know that I'm a believer in manufacturing and not just the very concept of manufacturing, but bringing manufacturing back to the United States. And this idea that when we talk about high paying jobs and we got to go after the biomed job, we got to go after the software job and the coding job. Not every job is meant for every person. And we leave far too much on the table when we say we don't want those jobs. Let's say, for example, in the state of Indiana, a, a massive mistake is made when Georgia or Arkansas or, or even California, with all the mistakes they make, would want to turn away manufacturing. It's a failure, I think, to recognize that the citizenry is made up of a whole bunch of different people with different wants, different ideas, and different skill sets. And some of those skill sets for manufacturing are extremely high, and some of those skill sets uh, for manufacturing are in different places. We need this. And in order to be a safe and secure nation, we need this. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Jay Timmons joins me right now. He is the president and CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers. He's on tour, something called the Competing to Win Tour. And he was not too far away from me where I live in Indiana, touring some manufacturing facilities here in the state. Sir, it's, it's good to have you with us. You've been out there with Senator Todd Young uh, of Indiana touring some facilities. What are you looking at? What are you looking for? And what is this competing to win roadmap that you've put together and, and the National Association of Manufacturers has put together for candidates and elected officials? Well, thanks for, thanks for having me, Tony. It's good to be here. And yes, this is our competing to win tour uh, where we're highlighting uh, all of the great opportunities that are available in manufacturing today and also what opportunities we have to grow manufacturing, to your point, grow manufacturing right here in the United States through our public policies in Washington, D.C. Uh, Senator Young and I had an opportunity to tour INCOG, uh, which is a biopharmaceutical company that has um, located in, in Fishers, uh, and they are, they are growing and providing more opportunities for the residents in the area uh, to be a part of that uh, fantastic facility. What we're doing, Tony, is, is uh, highlighting. We started in, in Waukesha, Wisconsin yesterday. I'm, I'm really pleased to be here in, in the Indianapolis area today, um, heading to New Orleans uh, later this week. And the goal here is to highlight uh, what is necessary to grow manufacturing in the United States, uh, friend-shoring or near-shoring jobs uh, that are so vital to our economic success and our national security. So we look at things like uh, the, the competitive tax reforms that were, that were um, implemented or, or um, uh, enacted in 2017 and how that was rocket fuel for investment and job creation and wage growth here in this country and how we've coupled that with regulatory certainty in the last administration and infrastructure investment and the Chips and Science Act in this administration, the Chips and Science Act, by the way, which Todd Young uh, led to, to passage. And we just see unlimited opportunity here in the United States to keep growing. We've got a few things left to do which we can talk about, but 
we're really pleased with the trajectory that we're on. You talk about regulatory security, and certainly uh, you and I could have a detailed conversation uh, about the CHIPS Act and and whether or not we've now created a glut of, of chips, as some people have described. Have we fully engaged American security with with that act? But when you talk about regulation, something that we discuss often on the show, I said regulatory security. Did I not have the terminology right? Uh, regulatory certainty. Is regulatory certainty. At. You're but, right. But that hey, is, we need the security too. <laughs> that no, that is the term that you used. It's about the idea that businesses know how they can grow, so they can grow. Without that certainty, they can't. Is this a political issue? Is this an ideological issue? How do you convince elected leaders that businesses need to know the rules of the road in order to figure out how to actually go down it? Yeah, you're exactly right. So, you know, the regulatory environment, sadly, in Washington and even in the states, does tend to be a political pendulum. And so what we've seen is we saw in the last administration, we saw some uh, focus on making sure that our environmental regulations and our labor regulations, um, regulations coming out of the Security and Exchange Commission, uh, were established in a way that would, would not only ensure um, certainty for businesses all across the country, but also would be common sense and would be practical and achievable. Um, this administration is beginning to um, uh, promulgate regulations that, frankly, are not achievable in many instances. And, and before we've even hit the goalposts of, of other uh, regulations that have been put in place, and that's, that's pretty unfortunate. One of the things that we're advocating on this tour is permitting reform, which was a victim, a political victim, unfortunately, of the last Congress. But if we can actually get this done by Congress instead of the bureaucrats in the government, then we're going to have more certainty in the permitting process. We're going to be able to um, have ha- have a sense of, of understanding and certainty for businesses when they make these multi-billion dollar investments that they can actually get um, a spade in the ground and, and get a building built and get uh, uh, get a facility opened up. I worked for George Allen when he was governor of Virginia. I was his chief of staff. And one of his major focuses was uh, getting permitting reform. And at that time, we were able to uh, provide businesses with a sense of certainty that if they invested in our state at the time, um, they would know that they could open their doors at a, at a prescribed date. And in some very large facilities. That date was one year uh, after after the uh, uh, project was announced, and sure enough, we got those doors open. You just have to have that focus by leaders at all levels of government. Talking to Jay Timmons, president and CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers. He's the chairman of the board of the Manufacturing Institute. This is an interesting conversation. I would love for you to be able to give me a specific, because very often we discuss manufacturing in the ether without bringing down to how does it affect local communities you mentioned fishers indiana which is a suburb northeast of indianapolis but there are lots of suburbs in lots of places all across the country when you talk about permitting reform how does it work how does it get implemented and then how does it affect the people of a fishers indiana or name your city suburb usa well kind of put it (coughs) pardon me to put it in the most basic terms um you know, we, we have goals and we have goal posts um, in our, let's just use environmental regulations, whether that's air or water. Um, uh, and, and 
when decisions are being made about whether to locate, where to locate a facility, or perhaps a, an energy uh, production facility, or telecommunications, or utility, um, or a road or a bridge, those decisions can be complicated, um, or I should say that the actual construction of those projects can be complicated by a lengthening of the process to evaluate all of all of the items that go around ensuring that we have clean air, clean water, uh, clean soil, and all of those things are important. But oftentimes we, we allow the bureaucracy to do kind of one step at a time instead of working together in a much more efficient manner to get things done more quickly. So let's just say a road that we're, we're thinking about siting uh, somewhere in Indiana it could take five to 10 years to actually get the permit to build that road, which really doesn't make sense. It's hard for any community to plan around that. And it, it holds up progress for the people of that community that the road would be located in. So this is about speed. This is about efficiency. And this isn't political. It's just about how you create better, faster opportunities for better, faster turnarounds. Yeah, you said it exactly right, and it's not political. And the and the reason <laughs> the reason I know that is we have Republicans and Democrats who are all saying, "Look, we've got to have this permitting reform." But they, it was a bipartisan bill that passed, for instance, infrastructure investment, and a lot of folks who who supported that legislation are suddenly realizing, "Well, it's great that you have an investment, roads and bridges and and um, telecommunications, but if you can't build it." if it's going to take five to 10 years to actually just get a permit to do it. So you see that bipartisan support. The Biden administration has indicated that, that they could support something in these, in this area. Of course, they'll be back and forth about exactly what the, uh, the terms are of that legislation, but we really think it can get done this Congress. Before I let you go, and I know you're up against it, I appreciate you giving us your time. Jay Timmons, president and CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers. There's, of course, the question of actually finding people who do the manufacturing. With COVID, without COVID, how difficult has it been to find people to enter the manufacturing world? And what are you doing to try and draw those people to this profession? Yeah, so it is great to invest. It's great to create jobs. Uh, but you're exactly right. If you don't have the people to do it, then uh, that really that really uh, hurt, hurts our competitive advantage in this country. And we want to outcompete China, right? We want to we want to make sure that China is not uh, doing better than us. And one of the ways that we're going to do that is to have all the folks necessary to get the jobs done in manufacturing. Today, we have about 850 thousand open jobs in this sector. Before the pandemic, that number was about 500 thousand. So it's not a new problem. At the very worst part of the pandemic, we still had 300,000 jobs that were open in the sector. So how are we dealing with that here at the National Association of Manufacturers and the Manufacturing Institute? We're trying to attract more women into the sector. We have a huge, huge gender gap. Only 29% of the manufacturing workforce is female. We're trying to make sure that folks who are uh, departing their military service understand all of the amazing job opportunities that are available in manufacturing. We have a program called Heroes Make America um, that is actually located on military bases throughout the country. We have, we have the FAME apprenticeship program that was formerly um, uh, owned and, and operated by Toyota. They gave it to our institute, and we're expanding that across the country. We have a program for second chance hiring. So those nonviolent offenders who have been a part of the 
criminal justice system and need a, a second start. Uh, we have opportunities in manufacturing. And then we have our Creators Wanted program to make sure that the next generation understands the myriad of opportunities in the sector. So many young people, like my own children, they want to do something significant. They want to make a positive difference in the world. There is no better way to do that than in manufacturing because all roads start with manufacturing. You can't create a solution unless it's manufacturing is a part of that. And then lastly, I would say that we need to get serious about immigration reform in this country. And I'm talking about legal immigration. And we need to focus on things not only like border security or uh, finding a pathway to legalization for the dreamers, those people who have never known any country other than the United States, but also focus on the uh, on reform of H-1B and H-2A and H-2B uh, programs so that we can make sure that those who want to come to our country and contribute to our economy and contribute to the values of, of the United States have the opportunity to do that. But we can only do that through a legal system that uh, is, is really uh, the focus, I think, of bipartisan See, you can't you, you can't end an interview by talking about dreamers and visas regarding uh, student visas and others. I I mean that's a that's a rough one right there. That's a whole different subject for a whole different day, Jay. My gosh, we have that. There's a lot. There's a lot to that, right? And we will get into that in the future. Jay Timmons, president and CEO of the National Association of Manufacturers, chairman of the board of the Manufacturing Institute. I appreciate you taking the time. You can learn more about him and about the organization at NAM, National Association of Manufacturers, nam.org. Uh, Jay Timmons, thank you. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.